hey, Nick, I got to thank you for the amazing birthday gift this year. Uh, best gift I got all year from our new sponsor, Manscaped. You hooked me up with the Lawnmower 3.0. That's right, baby. I called ahead to make sure it worked on gray hairs as well as regular hairs. So, um, yeah, you're all good. You're, you're good to go, man. Can't wait to see that pruned tree of yours. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's pruned. And I got to tell you, the other thing that's great about it is it's not just for using downstairs. I used it on my face right after I used it downstairs. But got to tell you, it's for the money that I didn't spend, you did. It, it really gives you the best and safest shave anywhere you want to use it. Yeah, it makes sense, man. Your downstairs looks just like your upstairs. So It does because I have a boyish, um, how do you say, glisten to myself. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds horrifying, but I'm glad that thing works. The Manscaped Lawnmower 3.0. I have it as well. And as a hairy Sicilian gorilla, I need that big time. It's, uh, it's honestly one of my favorite tools. Like, not even kidding. One of my favorite things I use. I have all my friends using it as well. And they thought I was just trying to sell them something just because they're our sponsor. But they love it as well. Well, for all of our listeners, if you use our code MANGINA20 at manscaped.com, you will get 20% off your first order and free shipping. That's MANGINA20 at manscaped.com. Uneducated, unfiltered, unhinged. This is the Mangina Dialogues. We at it again with your host Nick Scopes and the Gregolicious. You know how we do, cause you know we keeping it gangster and silly. Unplugged like a cool swung titty. About get kitty, cause you know we down to the nitty and the gritty. And we make shit sound so damn pretty. Yeah, cause this unhinged comedy. And right now you're in the mix. So get ready, cause we about to get it poppin'. Uh, hello and welcome to the Manjana Dialogues. I am your host, Nick Scopes. And I'm the Gregalicious. Uh, and today, we have a very interesting guest from a great band called Guar. We have Blothar. What's up, my man? Oh, not much. Doing pretty good. Just hanging out, me and my Manjana. <laughs> you and your mangina. Speaking yeah. of, we, we know there's a little history with you guys and actually a mangina. You want to kind of take the lead and tell us about that? I, uh, I, I know that you um, previously have used one. Not you necessarily, but other members of the band. Uh, well, I mean, Blothar has a mangina. Blothar has a, uh, what can I say? I like to talk about myself in the third person. <laughs> I, can you, I can tell you that I have both four udders and a sideways vagina, which I suppose you could say is a mangina. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that is uh, clearly ironic to, to our name of our show, which um, was taken from a lot of different places, but you're the first person we've had on that actually has one. So welcome. Oh, it's, 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 it's great to be here. Me, <laughs> me and she. <laughs> me and she. <laughs> That's the third and fourth person. Oh, yeah. So you guys have uh, kind of just crossed a milestone in the history of the band with the third 
30th anniversary of Scum Dogs of the Universe. And um, you guys just did a few nights ago a pay-per-view that's going to run for a couple of weeks, which I just had the opportunity to watch it. And it was awesome. Uh, really, you know, took me into so many different places. And I was, I was explaining it to Nick. I'm like, it's literally if a comic book came to life and you watched it happen. Um, the story was great. The background on, on the band and some of that stuff was really cool. Can you just kind of tell us a little bit about, you know, what, what that's about? Obviously it's the anniversary of the record and um, how you put that whole thing together. On the live stream, uh, you know, we wanted to add some value. And Guar, I mean, part of the whole way that Guar got started was by being absolutely disgusted with rock bands that just stand up there and are all serious and they don't do anything. And if they, of course, now some of them do have a, a live show, but they're supposed to be, I don't know, spooky, you know, whatever, serious. Uh, and Guar, you know, we, we, we were reacting to the four or five guys standing on stage, right? We wanted to add a performance. And so these live streams, it's ridiculous. It's like, it's like, the same thing, but it's even more boring because you're just watching a live stream of four jerk-offs standing there playing their instruments. Right. So we thought to ourselves, why not just, you know, do an actual live gua show, which is already going to be incredible. It's already very different than any of those performances. But we wanted to sort of kick it up a notch and add some Muppet show elements to it, you know, where there's a kind of backstage story that's going along. And so that's what we did. We just saw, shot a bunch of uh, extra content uh, to go along with the thing and, and sort of folded the actual live stream into uh, a storyline uh, involving uh, our, our manager, Sleazy P. Martini. Uh, and, uh, th you know, this is the return of, it's actually the first time that all three Destructos, which are a race of uh, scum dogs of the universe, this is the same, the same sorts of beings that Guar are, uh, it's the, and, and, and they, they have traditionally been charged with returning Guar to the service of the intergalactic master. Uh, we're sort of erstwhile warriors, and they're trying to get us back. And for the first time, all three of the Destructos from across Guar's uh, career appeared at the same time. So you had the original Techno Destructo, followed by Bozo Destructo and Sawborg Destructo, all of them right there. Uh, and in the beginning sequence, you get to see a little bit of that, uh, you know, Techno is, yeah. uh, he shows back up and he can't remember who, who Guar is. So the other guys basically beat the crap out of him and say, and finally he remembers. And then, of course, they attack us as they always do during the show. Yep. So what, um, what where's the musical inspiration behind the, the band. I mean, I know this, that there's tons and it goes back 30 years now. Like, and I know you said it's, it's sort of the anti guys standing on stage doing a thing because obviously anyone who's not familiar with Guar or has seen you live on stage truly is missing out on one of the coolest visual rock performances that anybody can see on stage, any type of music, any band. It's, it's really in my opinion, I've, I saw you guys in the 90s when you know whole thing started in New York City. And I, I've been such a fan since for the, for the overall visual experience of what you get when you pay your money to come see the band. But where does that come from? Uh, well, you know, I, I just did uh, a little 
sort of lecture <laughs> on the origins of, uh, of, of the music and the performance on Scum Dogs. And what I can tell you is that, uh, you know, Guar is in influenced by shock rock to be sure, but a lot of other sort of performative rock music, right? Because uh, it's not just, uh, I mean, you can go all the way back to, and I don't think Guar, I literally don't think Guar would exist. And, and this is a fact without, uh, Arthur Brown and without uh, Screaming Jay Hawkins, you know, these sort of uh, people that, that, that placed a, a premium on the, the live element of rock music. Right. Even bands like The Who uh, would sort of revolutionize that, you know, the, the aspect of performance. And, and Guar, uh, yes, we're into Kiss. Yes, we're into Alice Cooper. But, you know, just as much, we always were really into Devo a lot, right? Mm -hmm. Because here's a band that has a story. It's, it's not just Kiss, which is just a bunch of monsters. And then when they do tell a story, it's usually impenetrably stupid, which <laughs> I suppose you've inherited. And then, <laughs> but there's Devo, right? I mean, they've yep. got an idea, a concept, uh, and, and they commit to it. And that very much is, and Guar came out of being a punk band. You know, the, this record, Scum Dogs, what you're hearing is a group of musicians who really aren't metal musicians, right. who are, punk musicians who come out of the American hardcore scene trying to uh, uh, trying to play metal music. And right. then, of course, in Guar, there's always there's a whole other side, which is the visual art side. Uh, and those are people that we consider to be in the band who are making props and costumes. But those uh, those folks, uh, they were a little older than the musicians. So <laughs> from them, we got, you know, the classic Deep Purple and, and, and Jesus Christ Superstar and yeah. Parliament Funkadelic and the Tubes and all that stuff, you know, all that stuff went into Guar. And then, and then uh, the idea of sort of parodying metal, which is what we were still doing when we made Scum Dogs. I think later, later on, Guar sort of crossed the line and became metal. Uh, but with this record, we're still, I still think of it as a punk metal record. Right. Gotcha. So <clears throat> I discovered you guys when I was in high school, so this was a while ago, so the early 2000s. I wasn't really, you know, I knew some metal, I wasn't really sure, a buddy of mine uh, kind of turned me on to you guys, and this is just a quick story of how I kind of found out what you guys were about and what your concerts were like. So I was having a party in my house, this is in high school, I'm like 16, 17, and two of my buddies on the football team, two big dudes were like, we're going to a Guar concert. And we were like, oh, okay, what's that? And they're like, don't worry, we'll, we'll come over after the concert. And we were like, all right, yeah, have fun, man, whatever. And they show up with white T-shirts that were just covered <laughs> in <laughs> blood, some of their own from the mosh pit, and then right. some you guys sprayed. And they walked into that party, and it was like the record stopped, like out of a movie. Everyone was like, dude, you, what, what happened? How was the concert? Are you okay? And they go, it was fucking awesome. <laughs> and that was my first introduction i was like all right i don't know what this music sounds like but they started playing it more and more in like our football locker room and workouts and things like that and that's what turned me on to you guys but you guys have such amazing like all the stuff you guys have done on stage like wild things executions right i'm putting that in air quotes of celebrities or things like that how did that come to be? Like, what was that, the thought process in that? Obviously to be parody and be different and be funny, but, you know. Yeah, I mean, I mean, to be honest with you, to go way back, way, way back, Guar, uh, 
when we were first getting things together, I remember looking at uh, the Monty Python movie where the guy rips, you know, he rips one of the, the, the knight's arm off and, the arm, and, it, and it bleeds and bleeds and bleeds. We all, you know, we love that. You know, we're just young punk rockers and we like Monty Python. And then somebody bought a book and you could see that how they did that is that they had a fire extinguisher and they were just pumping it. It's like, it's like a, a light bulb went off. Wait a minute. You mean we could actually, we could do that. Right. Yeah. So, uh, you know, and, and, and part of it is just the punk DIY thing of, you know, Guar is not, you know, I mean, Alice Cooper does executions too. Right. But it's, it's slick and it's horror movie. And Guar has always been way more out of the realm of underground comics and sort of, you know, ham-handed, <laughs> sloppy <laughs> effects, right? I mean, especially in the early days when everything was made out of paper mache. Yeah. Now, <laughs> yeah. you know, now, uh, now, of course, it's all real. <laughs> yep. Steel and leather. But, uh, <laughs> but you, so, get, you, get, you get the picture. Yeah, for sure. So, you know, one of the things I, you know, obviously I'm very curious about is, you know, when you, we talk about shock rock and, and all, all of that, there's, you know, a whole handful of bands that have come the last 15 or 20 years, obviously post you guys. I, I'm curious where, what you think of some of those, like your insane clown posses and your slipknots and your Hollywood undeads and Mudvayne and all, all the guys that, that truly took the, the hardcore music and, or metal, sorry, and kind of brought the, the performance element into it that clearly those guys are all Guar fans, <laughs> right? So, you know, I mean, they can't not not be, and there has to be tons of inspiration from those guys out of you. But what, what do you think about the new school of some of those types of bands? Well, I mean, I always thought there'd be more of them. I thought, right. <laughs> but, but uh, I mean, because who, it's just so much more interesting, uh, your life is so much more interesting if that's what you're doing to me anyway. But uh, uh, I think that the, certainly Slipknot, that's a, a band with a lot of very good musicians. Sure. Uh, Insane Clown Posse. I enjoy, I enjoy their shows. They catch a lot of heat, uh, but I think they do some good things for people. Uh, right. for the, and I also think that, that, uh, they have a fascinating backstory. I mean, how they sort of rose to, uh, to prominence is just amazing. Uh, so it's an interesting group. Um, I, I like the, the, the depth in the insane clown posse story. Actually, all of these bands have, you know, they have stories and backlines uh, or backstories and, and storylines that, that, that matter and that mean something. Um, so I mean, I, I think it's great. I, I wish that more bands would do it. Uh, yeah. I think I think it's fine. I, I love it, to be honest with you. Right. Yeah, it's it's interesting because I saw, I mean, I've seen Slipknot a whole bunch of times. and But the first time I actually ever saw them was at, um, I, I want to say CBGB's. It was a small club in, in New York City for one of their um, album releases. And you know, they come out and they do their whole whole shtick and obviously they look intense to put it mildly, right? The the first thing I thought about when I saw those guys hit the stage and doing what they did, I just thought Guar. <laughs> I mean <laughs> Well I'm like, glad 
I mean, there was a lot of guys on stage all running around, you know, crushing it, you know, musically. They are, it's like you said, insanely talented as you guys are. And it was just like this mind play of, yeah, it is what this is, but this is a derivative of these guys that really took it to another level. Yeah. Uh, well, I mean, I think, I think musically, uh, <laughs> certainly, it, it's been difficult for Guar, more difficult for Guar to, uh, because of the the scope and and also the timing, uh, to sort of play out of the out of the out of the theatrics, if that if that if that makes any sense. Like, you know, Slipknot is a good band, and I think people recognize that. People yeah. understand that. Sure. Uh, Guar's kind of struggled at times for respect and acknowledgement as far as that goes, which is interesting. I think part of that has to do with nobody was doing this the way we were doing it when we started. Um, and just the, <laughs> the size of the show, especially back in the, uh, in the nineties, uh, you know, when we had, and, and of course we've had that since then, but, you know, in, in, a, in 1989, when you put, a 20 foot dinosaur on stage in a small club, right? Yeah. When, you put, uh, when you put a 15 foot tall or 12 to 15 foot tall uh, transforming robot on stage, you know, people are, uh, <laughs> people are always going to say, yeah, the music, <laughs> who's, who's paying attention? The show is great. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. Uh, but certainly some of these, these other bands have, have gotten around that, which is interesting. To me. Right. What was it like the first time, you know, that you guys got on stage and you had like these, I, I'm assuming no one else had 20 foot dinosaurs they were bringing with them to, to shows. Like what was the people's It, it is still my greatest joy is performing a Guar show in front of people who I know have never seen it. Right. Uh, and <laughs> really have no idea. And But you still, in today's world, I mean, it's just like, you know, where the media, instead of a garden hose, it's a, it's a massive drain pipe, right? Like, so the force of everything, the impact of everything has been dramatically reduced. Um, and back in the day, people had no idea what we looked like when we got to a, to a town to play. So, uh, you know, when we're playing Taco Land in San Antonio, Texas, uh, <laughs> you know, nobody's seen that, right? It's like, uh, uh, and, and that feeling, it's, it's weird because a lot of times it, the audience and they still have this reaction to some degree it's like somebody just checked this box that said anything is permissible if these guys can do this on stage then you can do whatever the hell you want and so that's what people would do they just go crazy in the audience and you know we'd have people throwing up their artificial limbs and just (laughs) (laughs) taking off their clothes i mean you know the early days of guar were a lot of freaking fun i'll tell you that yeah. What, what's, what's some of the craziest stuff that you've seen down in the pit at, at a Guar show? Oh man. I mean, besides getting some... your limbs thrown at you. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there's been all kinds of, of, of crazy stuff happen. I mean, uh, unfortunately, uh, I remember a show at the, the Omni uh, in San Francisco and it's somebody jumped off of the balcony. Oh man. Uh, you know, and it was like all of a sudden the, the crowd splits and uh, I saw the guy do it. He just did a stage dive off the balcony. It was a, and you know, in comes the, the paramedics. I'm not, we're still not sure what happened to him. Uh, 
you've seen people uh, actually having sex in the crowd. You see that occasionally. That's always very disturbing. <laughs> <laughs> never the people you want to see either. Yeah, uh, never. Who, who thinks that's a good idea? Yeah. <laughs> very romantic, buddy. That's yeah, good for Valentine's Day. If, if shit starts opening up and you guys start having shows, I'm, that's what I'm doing. Bringing a date to a Guar show. <laughs> yeah. Bring a date, banger in the pit. Yeah. <laughs> what could be more beautiful and romantic? Yeah. <laughs> I can't think of anything. That's a new Hallmark card. If if I, if I <laughs> fucked in the bed. <laughs> yeah, so many meanings. So I mean, you know, we're interviewing you on a on a very interesting day and time, you know, period of our lifetime, um, being Election Day, twenty twenty, and you know, you guys have obviously had you know, some storied stuff with social commentary, you know, on your shows and, and things. What, you know, what do you make of this time that we're living through and in, well, regardless of political, not, I'm asking, not asking you political questions. I'm just, as far as the time period goes. Right. I mean, you know, I was asked earlier about how Guar went down the road of, uh, you know, killing celebrities. Guar tries to reflect uh, what's going on? Hold up a sort of hideous funhouse mirror to the world. Right. Um, and and lately, the world has got, it's gotten more and more difficult to sort of out weird the world. Right. Yeah. I mean the the world has uh, 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 become a darker and darker place. I mean people are actually are, you know. I mean Guar cuts heads off. Well, big deal. You can see that the the real thing on you know until they pull it down from youtube like horrible things are going on in the world um <clears throat> so it, i don't i don't know what to make of it i i do wonder sometimes if uh the i think the part of me believes that the world has always been this shitty yeah. it's just that now everybody can see it yep. all the time it was probably even shittier right but it's like you know if it just becomes legend right like like you know uh, like Vlad Dracul Tepez just becomes Dracula, right? I mean, <laughs> it's yep. like, uh, you know, now, unfortunately, or fortunately, everybody can see everything. They can see it as it happens. And so I think we get a full sense of the weight of, uh, of horribleness that surrounds us. Um, so uh, I am hoping that we can leverage that into a good thing at some point. Uh, but it, it's not looking good. Right. How do you uh, think that changes the Guar shows, you know, going into next year, hopefully when we can all get back to seeing some live shows, you know, sometime. Well, like I mean, I, I will tell you this, that, you know, we had, we, we've had content that was due uh, content. Isn't that a wonderful world where we've had, I've had songs that I had written. Right. Uh, one in particular was about, about, uh, Monument Avenue in Richmond, Virginia, uh, and the monuments, the Civil War monuments coming to life. Right. And, uh, you know, and that was in, I guess that song was finished in, in January of 2020. It was for the, for the, for the next album. Right. Uh, and, you know, that song, we can't use it right now. We can't use it now. Like, we have to rewrite it, uh, take a different approach with it, move it into into a, a different area. I mean, so the world is changing so much and so rapidly uh, that we're almost, you know, we've been waiting until after today, 
in a way to do a lot of stuff to 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 finish a lot of material that we've been doing to work out a lot of storylines that we've been working on uh you know we're going to have to see what happens today in order to keep those uh current and present uh and and i do hope that what i hope is that is that we we have a world where bar can tour again right where we can get out there and play um even if it's a drive-in concerts uh I do like the idea of live stream concerts and I don't think live stream concerts are going anywhere. I think they're going to be here for a while yeah. uh, as a, as a form. Uh, but you know, uh, the drive-ins that, that was fine. That was fun. I'd much rather look at cars than people any day of the week. Yeah. <laughs> yeah you know, nice nice hey. headlights and exhaust systems out there. If you know, what I mean. hey. uh, they don't fuck in the audience. Not seeing no, that. no, they just, wreck into each other <laughs> i gotta tell you you guys people may be surprised but you guys have had two grammy award nominations three um three three, three. Yeah. three. Oh my god well i missed one then but my favorite is the for best long form music video and the title oh, yeah. phallus in wonderland <laughs> right that's the greatest fucking title if i ever have a comedy special i would want to call it that but you guys did it first but <laughs> That is great. <laughs> well, thank you. Well, uh, Fallist in Wonderland is based on a, a true story where, you know, we went down and we were playing in, uh, 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 in North Carolina, uh, Charlotte, North Carolina, uh, which at the time was the hometown of Jesse Helms, who was a very conservative uh, uh, member of Congress. Yep. Remember. And, uh, you know, we played, and Helms was, he was famously also like racist. I mean, they actually found him saying like all kinds of horrible things. But uh, Helms had basically called the dogs on us. So we get out there and we're playing and all of a sudden in the back, you know, I see a door open up and you see a line of policemen come through the back door. Uh, and I was thinking, well, there must be some kind of fight. But the next thing you know, there's these guys that look like Barney Miller, you know, sweaty dudes wearing ties and shirt sleeves motioning me over like come on come over here and i'm like get that get that clown off the fucking stage right and then i look and he's got he's got a holster and a gun like okay well this is a cop so we we, we come off stage and they make uh, odorous take off most of his of his gear but they leave the the penis on his big cuttlefish of cthulhu which is like a foot and a half long schlong that looked like a fish and uh they take photographs of that and then they pick it up with a pair of tongs and put it in a five gallon bucket and they took it. Right. So, I mean, we were on a tour, so we had to finish the rest of the tour without a dick. And, uh, <laughs> it really and that's what Fallis in Wonderland, it inspired us to make the story of Odorous's cock trying to reunite with him. So, so the main character in Fallis in Wonderland is uh, the cuttlefish of Cthulhu and his, his search, the poor little guy trying to get back to Odorous. So, they came to the cops came stopped your show made you get off stage and they only took the giant penis that's, that's all it for that's it yeah and they charged him with disseminating pornography in the presence of a minor they charged him with a bunch of other things but that that was the one that stuck that's unbelievable yeah that's i just loved it because they actually put up a a picture of Dave Brocky, who was Otis's 
odorous human slave. And underneath his face, it had the words, he ate feces. <laughs> <laughs> so we made a t-shirt out of that. that. That's the best. That is unreal. But <laughs> he ate feces. Those cops probably just wanted to sit on it. They're, they seem repressed down there. They, they definitely were something. So did you go to the Grammys to... The first ones we did, yes. And did you? The first time we were nominated, we went. I think they might have gone. Maybe, maybe we sent somebody on a subsequent round. But right. uh, I know that we we did go uh, the first time, and that was a blast. We did a. I remember Sir Mix a lot had had erected this gigantic black ass that was just right across from the <laughs> Shriners Auditorium. Right. A big inflatable butt. And uh, that was hilarious. And then, uh, you know, we, we got in and uh, I like to tell the story. We walk in there and Odorous is, is running around and screaming. And all of a sudden we hear, we look up at, and it's Patrick Stewart up there on, on the balcony. Wow. And so Odorous points at him and he says, Jean-Luc Picard, as I live and breathe, right? <laughs> Just really loud. And Stewart looks down at him and he says, Someone's got a wonderful baritone. You should be Shakespeare. <laughs> <laughs> Hilarious. That, that that's a highlight of all Grammy. Yeah, you, guys, you guys are right. okay. You're you're. Then we watched Michael Jackson and In Vogue, and I smoked crack, and I don't remember what happened after. That. <laughs> <laughs> and that's Guar for you. That's what they do. For people like who the hell are these guys? Did you show up like you know? decked out like you were on stage yeah yeah i mean we did we did we did a walkthrough of course in, in the in the outfits yeah as guar we, we came and and uh you know but it, it's 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 not like guar's gonna sit in the shriners auditorium yeah for a two-hour presentation watching all these clowns get <laughs> get awards that we don't have a shot at winning right <laughs> so. anyway so um just kind of back to the 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 uh, 30th anniversary that um, you guys are also put out a, a remixed remastered box set or, or right. That's right. Yeah. yeah. We have a remixed remastered. Uh, I, I, we, it's funny to use these words, re re this, re that associated with it. Because in a lot of ways it's scum dogs, the way that we envisioned it to begin with right it's right. not reimagined or anything this is just sort of how we wanted it to be uh it's got the cover that we want uh that we originally intended you know just before the record label started to muck it up uh it's got you know the 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 mix is done by ronan uh murphy who's a a heavyweight producer he, he did a good job on the on the last war album and he's done a bunch of a bunch of bands um so it really is a stripped down version of uh, and very up to date sound of uh, of this record. And you know, I, I know that that's a sensitive thing too. I mean, I remember when they remixed, you know, when CDs came out, right? Sure. Yep. And they remixed and remastered all of things like you know, you'd, you'd go to buy a ZZ Top record, and it would sound like it just sounds stupid. Like they replaced all of Frank Beard's drums with electronic things. Yeah. It's like what the fuck? This is crap. You know, it's not like that. I mean, it's if anything, we took it backwards. <laughs> right. Yeah, it's, <laughs> but it sounds really good. I was going to ask you that. Like, what? What was the? What's the difference between 
this remixed remastered version to the original, but you just answered it. And, and that, that's cool. Cause I, I agree. Like I'm always reluctant to, you know, buy or listen to the, the remastered versions of stuff, especially when they put things out that are so, you know, recognizable or albums you grew up listening to, you know, all the Led Zeppelin remastered stuff. Like, like I don't, I don't necessarily want <laughs> to listen right. to the, the remastered version because right, right, I'm yeah. used to the cracks and crinkles from listening to, you know, vinyl or whatever. I w- that's what I want to hear. So I'm curious. I mean, I pretty, I was, well, was going to ask you, but that, that's awesome. So it's also been re-edited to some degree too. I mean, there's performances on it. You know, we, if there were songs that we had made shorter for whatever reason, uh, you know, with tape cuts or whatever back in the day when we actually used that stuff, magnetic tape, um, <laughs> you know, th- those have been added back in uh, yeah. from the original masters. So uh, it, it's, I don't know, I, I, I really enjoy it. Most, I have seen very little negative reaction to it by hardcore fans. They, they seem to love it. That's awesome. So what's next for you guys? Like what, I know, obviously we don't know what the hell is going to happen in the next few months or with everything with this virus going on. I know you guys have the, the 30th anniversary thing, but like live, as far as live shows, when do you think that's going to happen for you guys again? Well, uh, we're looking at 2021. I mean, we, we've got, we're working on the album for 2021. There's a big surprise release that's coming out that I'm not uh, at liberty to talk about just yet. Uh, we have a lot of uh, Guar branded products that are coming out that are, that are fun too, right? Uh, uh, so, I mean, you can look for, you look for those things. We've got uh, a whiskey in the works. We've got uh, some uh, weed coming out, man, you know, <laughs> CBD. Uh, but, but we've also got, you know, but in addition to all of the sort of licensing weirdness, uh, we've been making stuff, right? So we've, we've been doing a lot of video work, a lot of film work, uh, a lot of writing. Uh, we have our own live stream, or not a live stream show. Well, yeah, it is. Undead Live is a live stream show uh, that we do where we uh, you know, just have, it's, it's just a, a guar show, right? We've got skits and performances and storylines. Um, so we've been working on that stuff a lot and I can see that going into 2021 and yes, we may tour as soon as we possibly can. Uh, actually speaking of Slipknot, I heard that they might even be touring in Asia. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, you know, I know that bands are out there doing it, so uh, we're going to try to try to get in on it if we can. I love that you have Guar, uh, labeled like weed, like Guar brand weed that might come out. That's well, gonna, yeah, that might come out. I mean, some, uh, <laughs> horrifying places. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Looking at maybe I think some CBD or something. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. yeah. So listen, um, just want to say thanks for sharing some time with us. Congratulations on the the 30th anniversary of Scum Dogs. That's awesome. I can't believe it's 30th anniversary, but hey, time flies when you're having fun with Guar. <laughs> um, so really thanks we appreciate the time and um if you could just hang out for a sec after we we click um I, but nick do you want to end on anything or no i just want to say thank you so much man this is so cool to uh as i said like you know my buddy in high school he kind of took me around and like taught me about metal and stuff like that and he used to use you guys and your music and uh as motivation for us he was one of our captains he, he actually came in one day we had a morning, we used to do morning runs before school at like 6 a.m. 
and he came in one day and he had this this the blood sir uh the blood soaked shirt from your concert right. and he uh. put it up on the wall and like taped it up there <laughs> and put on and he put on music and he was like, let's fucking go and i was like yeah glory <laughs> <laughs> <Right>. rules <laughs> right so well, yeah this was really cool i told him we were, i was having we were having you on today and he he can't believe it so this is really cool thank you for taking the time well i'm glad that we could help you out in the locker room if you know what i mean <laughs> he needs all I need that, that i need that foot i need that dick that foot and that foot and a half <laughs> you do need that dick you're right yeah, yeah. and there's the <laughs> promo <laughs> damn it <laughs> all right thanks Hang out for a sec. Right. Gotcha.